Welcome to Success AF Customer Success Podcast Series. This is JD. And this is Elena. In this Series 2 of our podcast series, we explore customer success trends and the future of CS. Each episode is a short and insightful discussion or interview. We also apply a global lens and explore cultural nuances that create a unique twist. In this episode, we are talking about customer success management tools and software. So remember to subscribe for more Success AF. Hey, Elena. Hey, JD. How are you doing today? Going well, just uh, suffering from a bit of lack of sleep oh, due no. to uh, my dog's little uh, episode. <laughs> We're going to have to visit the vet later on. Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that. He'll be fine. It's he's still happy, his happy and chirpy self. How about you? Uh, I am well, thank you. I got a little sun at the pool today. Not the sun, I hide in the shade, but you know, conceptually the sun by the pool before <laughs> we started recording today. So nice and relaxed. Um, yeah. So as you said, we've got customer success management tools today. So you did a poll a couple of weeks ago. What did that tell us about CSM tools? So this poll was actually started, I think, two weeks ago and lasted for about a week, mm -hmm. right? And this poll I did on LinkedIn, I tried to reach out to different CSMs in my LinkedIn network to find out what customer success tools they have been using in their day-to-day. -day. So we managed to gather a total of 36 voters who were, I think, 95% CSMs. So majority CSMs in practice. And seems like we have a landslide victory for Gainsight. <laughs> but we had a few options. So we were actually limited by our options uh, due to LinkedIn's poll features. So oh, we gotcha. only we could only provide four options, which I actually summed up to Gainsight, to Tango, Strike Deck and HubSpot Service Hub. And I put these four options because I took a look at Gartner's Magic Quadrant around uh, the customer okay. success tooling. Yeah. And these four came out tops. So basically that's why I did that. But I had a couple of folks who actually commented on my poll and said that what if we weren't using any of the above? And maybe I should just run through the numbers. 25 out of 36 voters who said they were using Gainsight currently, four who said they were on two Tango, one on Strike Deck, um, whom I believe is part of Medallia, and then one for HubSpot Service Hub. And then in the comments, we had one for Churn Zero, and I think that's from um, Sylvia, who's the mm -hmm. VP of success at uh, Omnilytics, and four who said none of the above. So then I actually delved deeper and I kind of uh, dropped these four folks who said none of the above, um, what were they using? So they were all using a custom tool that was built in-house by their own company. That's interesting. Yeah. And what size organizations were they from? So I think there were a variety okay. of sizes of organizations. There were ones that were, I guess, you know, multinationals all the way to startups. I know that um, Sylvia's company, Omnilytics, is kind of 
less than 50 people, still fairly small and lean. But yeah, we had folks from, I think, Cloudera who voted. I, I think we had folks from, you know, a lot of these multinationals. Yeah, and the response was uh, reasonably global as well, from my recollection when we were talking right. about the data. Yeah, wow. Yeah, we took a look I, at that. Yeah, and I think the results pretty much align with my experience, you know, just talking to, to other CSMs as well. Um, one other one I would throw in, and I'm a bit surprised nobody mentioned this in the other, because I hear it a bit as well. Uh, I have in the past also used uh, Salesforce as a CSM tool. Well, it was just not really fit for purpose, right? So it didn't give us any added value in terms of automating plays or anything significant in terms of data capture or anything. Um, how about you, JD? What else have you used? So yes, we have used Salesforce before, mm. but I don't think anyone in the success space looks at Salesforce yeah. and says that this is a full-fledged tool for customer success managers. Maybe more of a stopgap measure for yeah. lead management, contact management, account management. But for success management, I think it has to go further than just all of that. It has to encompass the values around success reviews, QBRs, mm. and how we can provide more insight and in-depth relationship of this account. Yeah, agreed. And it, you know, we were also talking earlier about success management tool is not the first software that you implement. So there is an element where, you know, as you were saying, you've got to look at the existing technology that's in the company and, and kind of work from there. I would say in my experience, that was where my Salesforce experience came from with as a CSM tool was, it, it was that stopgap measure for sure. But then, you know, looking at all these tools and the rise of so many types of software for success management, we were also talking about whether these tools actually fit the level of touch you require for your customers. So what is your experience, Alina? So I'm going to tell you, I had a pretty firm, oh, for high touch, you don't really need a CSM tool because you're trying to you know, it's that whole square peg round hole thing. And I was like, no, if you've got a small number of accounts, you know, it's a more personal approach. You don't, you know, there's there's not much added value um, that a CS tool can bring you. Um, and then I shared with you that that turn zero, yeah. turn zero blog you, post, right? Something that you changed your mind. It, it, it did, right? And um, so it, it makes an analogy between um, with online dating. So one, it was a lighthearted look at it. Uh, but the, the quote that really grabbed me was, having a small book of business is not an excuse to be inefficient. I was like, wow, yeah. wow. that's going to offend a lot of people. <laughs> but it's true. It's so true. It is so true. Right? There's definitely automation and alerts. And even if you've got things that are a little bit templatized, and then you go in and modify, that's still saving you some effort. If you've got alerts on utilization, that's still saving you the effort of going in and maybe interrogating the data, particularly with larger customers. In our case, we might have 
multiple stakeholders because there's different use cases within the business. And some of those are going to be bigger users than others. So I can see the advantage. I am turned around. I do think that uh, there is value for high touch as well, but it can't be the same approach for low versus high. I agree. And I think that's why these tools have a probably different addressable market, even amongst uh, the customer success space. And one thing that just came to mind for me around the tooling that you mentioned about in the, I guess, enterprise high touch space would also be around, as you mentioned, metrics that you can't really proactively track mm -hmm. or in terms of bringing value, heightening the, the quality of the data, right? that you're receiving, for example, if a customer submits a lot of support tickets around a particular topic, you could use a tool to actually enhance that and bring it to the customer and say, you know, could we do a bit of enablement around this topic that you seem to be kind of finding challenging, right? So if the tool is able to heighten or increase the value of our work, I think it's definitely great and definitely necessary. So having a small book of business definitely is not an excuse to be inefficient. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think that's a great example, right? There's just trends in data that you can be alerted to rather than spending time analyzing the data, trying to identify them yourself. You know, the machines Which, are pretty clever. Yeah. Which I'm guilty of, actually. <laughs> I spend a lot of time scrutinizing the data, just trying to figure out like what is best for my customer, what my customer yeah. has been struggling with. But if there was a tool that could do all that, I would definitely want to use it. Right, because then the trend is being given to you and you can focus on the what to do about that trend rather than the heavy analysis, which, yeah. and because data is fascinating, right? So you can really, you can end up going down some, some rabbit holes just because you kind of get interested in something. Exactly. <laughs> so I fully agree on the level of touch and appropriateness of how the tool is being used for high touch CSMs, for, you know, tech touch CSMs. There may be uh, different perspectives around what you need. And also, I guess on the existing configurations and integrations, you just talked about it. We said most companies, at least enterprise level companies, they use a lot of Salesforce and it seems like the natural next step for a customer success software then leads to using Gainsight because Gainsight actually integrates fairly seamlessly with Salesforce compared to the other tools that we have listed out. Or um, it could be the other tools that are already existing uh, in addition to Salesforce that actually integrates well with Gainsight. And I believe they have also created a fairly robust ecosystem around themselves. So I sound like I'm advertising for Gainsight, but I think it's just a very robust ecosystem. But also the preferred way of outreach, right? If I were an SMB customer and I was doing success in a tech touch style or tech touch approach, then maybe HubSpot Service Hub would be a much more appropriate tool for me to reach out to customers in terms of doing more uh, outreach through social media, for example, WhatsApp for business, right? Or Instagram, Facebook messaging. I think that could be um, 
another way to look at it. Yeah, that's a that's a great example. So definitely, my experience is is slanted more towards that enterprise and and commercial space. But I think in terms of the SMB and the different target audiences for that success touch, that's a great point. So anyway, going about keys to a successful implementation, right? What do you think are some、uh, key topics that we've actually taken a look at? So this is a hot topic for me personally.、Um, I've mentioned to you before that we started rolling out Gainsight earlier this year, and so I asked our two project leads,、uh, Ronnie and Carrie, the other day for their input in terms of what was the biggest learning and what do they think the most important things are. And my summary of their feedback is actually it's. A lot like any success engagement,、yeah. and、uh, you know. So the biggest learning they were like, okay, so you've got to have leadership aligned on the outcomes and the processes that will be in the tool. So you know, just like we do in our yeah, success very, engagements, right? Very candid <laughs> feedback. I like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah.、Um, and another one that I feel very strongly about is identifying reporting needs and and outcome needs. So. When you're asking the team to input something into the tool, what's the value at the other end of that input? So either you need to report on it, or to make sure you're not just collecting data for nothing, or you might need to collect different types of information,、uh, and that needs to go in the front end of the planning as as well. And then the clear north star that is well communicated, so everybody is aligned to the outcomes that we're looking for. And then you can always, you know,、uh, at, with any project, there's always things that change along the way, or need to change, or be reconsidered, and to draw back to what that north star is. And then along part, along with that, the communication and enablement plan. You know, just like we always try to do, increase adoption. So trying to make it fun,、um, using launch parties, games—you know, keeping people engaged to increase adoption and making sure that they see what the tangible benefits are going to be at that the at the other side. Yeah, I think we talked about this a lot, right? That because Gainsight has a lot of, and once again, Gainsight has a lot of <laughs> has a lot of. Enablement content and you know, kind of free and available content available、mm. uh, on online, and maybe that's why their strong presence then makes it much more、um, attuned to what existing customer success professionals actually want. And kudos to them. That's why they're so popular.、Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah. And looks and some great blog posts as well. Which actually, that I think that kind of goes for. All of the tools, right? So Churn Zero, they've got quite a bit of content that's also quite、yeah. good. So definitely, that providing value beyond just the tools. So the thoughts or education around customer success best practices generally,、yeah. with that undertone of the message that obviously having a success tool is going to make these things easier.、Yeah. Like the the online dating reference <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for、exactly. that article that you talked about, and we should definitely share that article, right?、Um, yeah, I think so too.、It. Yeah. Um, and one other thing, so one of our community members who actually voted, this is Sylvia, who's the、mm-hmm. VP of Success at Omnilytics. She actually mentioned 
from the angle of implementation, it's definitely good to understand how much work is required on the RN as success professionals and the timeline to completion. So I guess kind of like how long the project is going to take, what, what kind of engagement it's going to look like, and also have someone from your tech team who will be doing the implementation sit with you during your calls with the AE so you get a realistic gauge um, mm -hmm. of the implementation uh, timeline or roadmap. Right? I think we had um, two perspectives around what Sylvia was talking about. One was mm -hmm. that talking to Gainsight AE, making sure that we have everything planned out correctly with our tech professional. And the other would actually be a perspective that I was thinking about, which is sitting down with our secondary stakeholders, which would be our own AEs throughout the implementation so that they understand the benefits of this success software rollout, which I think is actually uh, a good to have. Mm, given they're going to still use their sales tool, right? Um, and so understanding to what syncs need to happen between the success tool and the sales tool. Yeah. And so that there's the synergy between both tools. Mm. And similarly, um, we don't have to do a lot of duplicate effort on those two tools that we're using sales and customer success. Yeah. Right. Because we don't want to implement a customer success tool and then still have to constantly go back to a sales tool, right? Because then what we never want to do is working in those multiple tools, duplicated effort, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. It's supposed to help us become more efficient. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Uh, it's a good point on the implementation timeline as well. Like I know in our experience, we started with, you know, our first phase was very much focused on what the individual contributors needed in terms of supporting and automating their workflows, what data they need to input. And then, you know, over time, progressing more towards the reporting and the dashboards and the management needs. And so it can be a lengthy process and it needs to be an iterative one, right? You need to kind of flex and adapt as you go along, incorporate changes. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's good to set expectations up front, you know, in terms of that time to value that you're going to get. Um, so interesting discussion. It was great that we got some uh, external inputs. It'll be interesting to see, you know, maybe revisit this topic in the future and see how the uptake of tools evolves, how the uh, availability of different software evolves. But so in summary, um, you know, three key takeaways in terms of customer success management software, much like any success engagement communication and stakeholder alignment on outcomes are key. It's important to understand the different touches. It's not going to be one size fits all. Uh, your low touch needs are going to be different from your high touch needs and you want both experiences to be able to find value. Uh, and then finally, be prepared for the amount of work and planning required. Uh, be realistic and clear in that communication as well. So thank you again, everyone, for listeners for joining. Please do keep the feedback coming. Uh, let us know your topics of interest, or of course, if you would like to come join JD and I for an episode. And remember to like or follow Success AF on your favorite podcast platform. Bye.